Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. I'm delighted to welcome to the programme uh, Claudia Zeisberger. She's a senior affiliate professor of entrepreneurship and family enterprise at INSEAD. Uh, you're very welcome to the programme, Claudia. Thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Now, we listened to you earlier, and again, I wanted to share with our listeners maybe some of your wisdom around some world demographics that are really, really interesting and quite frightening, I would suggest, at certain levels, but also that present amazing opportunities uh, for business, uh, for commerce, for industry, uh, giving the shifting demographics. So maybe at a high level, we might just look at some of those. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think they are quite as frightening as, uh, as you mentioned. I mean, they may be surprising, and I get this quite regularly, that people, but it's, it's, it's simple math. I mean, ultimately, what you do, you just count babies, right, in the various countries. Right. So if we look at the world population and the shifting sands that are there, so we've got, you know, maybe surprisingly for some people, we've got huge economies like China that are stagnating, they're going to shrink, and then we've got the emergence of Africa. Maybe give us a little bit of your wisdom around those headlines. Yeah. So, I mean, if you paint a picture right now, you have about 1.4 billion people living in China, right. 1.4 billion in India, 1.4 billion in the West, and if you basically balance all this out and then take a step back in 1.4 billion in Africa. So if you go back a little bit in time, China used to be significantly larger than Africa. It was smaller overall, but it was larger than Africa. As I said, right now, both China and Africa are the same size in 2023. Fast forward to 2100. Africa will be, at that point, 10 times larger than China. Not just because Africa has grown, or will continue to grow until 2100, but also because China's population is really dropping. From 1.4 billion today, by 2100 we will be at around just north of 300 million people in China. Just from a pure back-to-opportunity set, from a pure market point of view, your market in China, if you're selling into China today, in the next 70 years, will be shrinking significantly. Because it doesn't matter what you're selling, you need people there as a baseline. There's another, I suppose, piece of information that you shared with us around the aging population and the number of people that we have in the various economies that are over 65. Talk to us a little bit about that. So the aging, the good old aging population uh, demographics, yes. So we have today about 700 million 65-year-olds around the world. By 2043, that number will have grown to 1.4 billion. There will be 1.4 billion 65-year-olds on this planet. This will be, by the way, the first time in the history of planet Earth that we will have more older people than younger people. Wow. And what do you see as the major implications behind those numbers? The major implication is that we will need different products. So just think about, um, I like to look at average ages of countries. 
If a country is 28 years old, you have a certain need. What do you do at 28 when you're 28 years old? You want to buy a better car, you're building a house for your family, you have a growing family, it means you have a growing need for better, larger transportation, and so on. You are basically overall investing in your life. Yeah. When you're 48 years old, you basically have everything. Not every, you don't need another golf set, you don't need an extra car, you basically have everything. Your consumption level starts tapering off. Yeah. And obviously at 65, by that time you're hopefully, in most parts of the world, long retired. And you're not investing anymore. The kids are out of the house, the kids have gone to university, you're not paying for that anymore. All of a sudden, your demand is very different. So, if you're looking at a planet full of 65 years olds, what do we need? We need basically hip replacements, sp uh, spare, spare parts, maybe some more <laughs> golf clubs, even though on the golf club side, just another part, um, what we've seen in the US, the younger generation is not playing golf anymore. The wow. younger generation in the US in the last couple of years, we've closed hundreds of golf clubs down just simply because people, it's not a, it's not a fashion anymore. Yeah. So the next generation, so there will, be, there will be flavors, there will be fashion, what is the next generation like? But I think we all can kind of agree, you know, what, what do 65 year olds need, right? You don't need a family car anymore. You're gonna buy a sports car, maybe a sports car for yourself and for your husband. So maybe an extra set of golf clubs, you start traveling to visit the grandchildren. So flying, but I mean flying, again, appropriate for older people. Yeah. You probably don't want to sit in a tight economy class anymore. So there are all kinds of opportunities. Yeah, I know that's really amazing what you say. When we look at uh, the 65-year-olds, the 65-year-old today or in 20 years' time is very different to the 65-year-old of 50 years ago. Absolutely. So, I mean, think about from a um, just investment point of view. I think we're nowadays we're much more conscious about um, how fitness impacts the way you're aging. So, people are nowadays we're not talking anymore so much about increasing the lifespan of uh, a population, but increasing the health span of a population. Yeah. Health span in the sense the time that you remain healthy. So usually, um, I just recently listened to a talk, a, um, around 55, you usually start to have this, usually a measure where we look at chronic diseases. So anyone basically from 55 onwards, when does a population is, when does a population see more than three chronic diseases hitting one person? Yeah. Which is usually then when you become a real heavy burden for, for hospitals and for the health insurance. And that kind of time span from your retirement until you hit three chronic diseases, if we can push that out as we're living longer, then we will see a higher quality of life as well. Because yeah. it's not just about living longer. You want to live healthy. You want to be a, have a productive retirement age as well. So there's a lot of investment going into that right now. There are quite a few um, developments, especially in Singapore. The Singapore government is investing quite heavily into improving the health span of the population, ensuring that the population overall, as it ages, stays healthy longer. Right. 
Well, listen, it's a fascinating subject, and it really, really has stimulated a lot of people, got people thinking. The stats, as you've laid them out, are truly fascinating. So, Dr. Claudia Zeisberger, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.